What's up, everybody, and welcome to the iReach Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Robinson, founder and CEO of Construct Reach, a national consultancy and initiative that aims to diversify the construction, design, and innovation industries and empower a younger generation. Every single week, we are here merging education, industry, and culture with a variety of featured guests that you do not want to miss. So let's go. I reach. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us once again for the I Reach podcast, where we get a chance to talk about industry, education, culture, and everything in between. Uh, I've got a very special guest here. Uh, this man, we go back a long ways. Steve McCready's is here. I know him, but I'm going to let him tell his story, introduce himself. Steve, thank you for joining us today. Well, well thank you, Paul, and, and uh, thank you, uh, Construct Reach, for really uh, um, energizing this concept of the iReach uh, podcast. I'm happy to be part of it and, and uh, share my thoughts and have a conversation with you today, Paul. Um, uh, as Paul mentioned, uh, my name is Steve McCready's. I, I, I lead the, the construction department at, at Target. Um, uh, I say by education and training, I'm a structural engineer. Um, and prior to joining uh, Target, um, I designed, you know, high rises, bridges, schools, um, uh, and a wide variety of other projects. But I've spent the last 30 years um, at Target, first designing stores and then um, migrating into the, the management of construction projects for um, stores, distribution centers, uh, some of our corporate projects, as well as uh, some international projects um, kind of around the world for, for tar on behalf of Target. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm currently the vice president of construction and my team is responsible for the uh, kind of the execution of the, really the company's major, you know, any major uh, capital investments um, uh, for, for our, our uh, support and the growth of our, of our company. Currently live in, in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul uh, with my wife. <laughs> it's cold. Yeah. My wife and, and it's cold. It's cold, especially if you're a 17 and a half year old um, puppy, which is my dog is 17 and a half year old. And, and uh, she would, she would, uh, would, would uh, wish we were a little bit warmer. <laughs> uh, and then I also have three kids that work various parts across around the country. So, uh, yeah. but uh, that, that's a little bit about me. Cool. Cool. Well, yeah. Thanks for joining us, Steve. Um, like I said, I mean, we go way back, man. So we're just going to talk, right? Um, we get a chance to just let the audience uh, sit on the sit on the wall, if you will. They can be a fly on the wall. You know, we're having these conversations. We have these conversations all of the time, uh, especially when it comes to addressing, you know, some of the needs that are within the construction industry. When we look at the fact that, you know, we don't have as much representation from a minority perspective as we should, and it doesn't represent the, the current working class. And you think about the retirement crisis that's looming over the industry right now and the need for an, uh, an influx, if you will, of young talent. But the key being this young talent is the most diverse that it has ever been. You know, you and I, we have conversations about this all the time. And the way that you have championed, you know, the, the need for more diversity, for more young people within the industry, uh, the way you go about leading your team and not just transactional leadership, because there's a difference, but being a true transformational leader, um, you know, and I can speak to that first and foremost, because, hey, I used to work under your team, right? And on, you know, work on your team and, and, and under your leadership. And so I wouldn't be here just without the intentionality to, to how you go about leading in, in your role, uh, how you continue to better yourself, 
so that others can grow, uh, that you have the, the opportunity to lead. And so it is huge, man. And so we're just going to talk, dive into this a little bit, because when you think about the brand, right, uh, Target doesn't necessarily have this brand that resonates construction. You don't think construction when you hear Target, but when you think about the sheer amount of physical locations that you guys have and your role, first and foremost, if you're not even familiar with all of the different you know, career pathways that exist within the industry, you probably wouldn't even know that on the owner's side of things, there's, there's construction opportunities, right? And so when you think about our audience being young people and, and even on the educator side, uh, that's something good for them to know that on the owner side of things, on the brand side of things, you have construction career pathways that we want to bring visibility to and awareness to. And so thanks for sharing what your team gets a chance to do as you begin to execute uh, execute those capital investments uh, that, that Target has. Um, but when we talk about kind of the current state of the industry and you know what you have the responsibility of overseeing and executing in various communities across the US, how does a global, how does a national brand such as Target begin to, to impact individual communities? Yeah, that's a, that's that's a great question. You know, so you know, you know, you think about the the impact that we do have. You know, it's like, um, you know, first as a as a retailer, it's it's providing you know um, the service, right? The, the service of retail. Um, it's also uh, the jobs that we create for the um, uh, the people that work in our in our in our retail facilities. Yeah. But it's also the um, kind of the economic um, development that happens when when our projects are being built. Um, and, and very few of our projects are kind of like a standalone project. There's usually more economic development that happens around the stores that we built. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when it's, when, when that development's done right, uh, you begin to create that sense of community, um, and our, our, um, our, our, the retail facility and the, and the, the, the pieces it provides to communities can, can have a amplifying effect, in, um, in, in development of, of, uh, adjacent construction, adjacent retail, uh, and create, like I said, that sense of place where people want to belong and be, be part of, um, uh, of that facility. Yeah, no, that is, that's very good. Um, and that's something that people sometimes don't necessarily understand when you have, you know, a brand that comes in and they're building and or they're remodeling in a particular community. I mean, that has a, a residual effect on, on everything else in the community, right? There's other things that are attached to that. And so just being able to, to understand the, the presence that you guys have, the reach that you guys have, but also the intentionality with understanding maybe some of the, the economics in those particular communities. And then not only just building a store, and retouching a store from a physical perspective, but looking at, okay, well, how do we begin to understand who's who? And then how do we begin to address maybe some of the ills and the longstanding area of opportunity that has been within the construction industry and rethink how we approach retouching our stores and are building in a community for the very first time, right? And so just thinking through that, like talk to me a little bit about how you approach that, uh, maybe, you know, how you lead your team in, you know, going through that acknowledgement where the construction industry has a long time been all about scope, schedule, and budget. But when you think about the need now, it's kind of identifying maybe that fourth pillar of scope, schedule, budget, and workforce development. For sure. Yeah. So, I mean, when, when I think about how, 
you know, target, we, we want to go where our customers are, are existing and our future customers are. So we want to go where the people are, right? So that's, um, and, and um, you know, there are, there are lots of places we're not that, that we, need, we need to go and become part of that. And, and you know, when, when we do land on a place to be, um, you know, our aspiration is to have our stores built by the, the community that's going to shop in them. Um, you know, we, we, there's nothing more uh, prideful than being able to drive by something that you've built. Um, and, and when you're building it in your, your community, that's a connection you begin to make to that, that facility. And we've seen that as we've grown to new markets and, and um, uh, the importance of that. Um, you know, the, the, the U.S. construction industry doesn't represent um, our customer base. And so um, one of the things that, that when we were striving for our goal to have our stores built by the people that shop in them, it essentially would represent the U.S. population, right? Where, you know, 50, 60 percent women, you know, 13, 14 percent African-American, um, you know, pick your demographic. It would represent that. Well, the you know, when we started looking at the, the data behind the industry, it, it is um, it's apparent that the construction industry, you know, is at whatever, nine percent women. Um, it's at you know six or seven percent African American. It's it's underrepresented to the the country, and you wonder well why is that, you know? And that was kind of some of the aha moments. Is like well, there's it, it should represent the the country's demographics. Why is that? And 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 um, you know we we with with Construct Reach and and some other um, thought leaders um, kind of uh, around the construction industry kind of tried to try to brainstorm around what what. What are those challenges, and what are the, some of the things you can look at um, to um, to make a difference? And you know, we, you know, you, you hear the you know, it's construction's an industry you fail into. Um, you don't want your you know, it's about getting dirty, and and um, or if your family hasn't been it, you can't see it as something that that you could see yourself as. And so, you know, my background is you know, my my father was in in construction. You know, I grew up around construction. It was you know. We were doing a project in our house around um, at uh, when I was a kindergartner and, you know, I would come home from kindergarten and sit in the basement and watch people pound nails. And it was kind of you could say it's kind of in my 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 blood or, or, or my 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 upbringing. Yeah. Um, but if you, if you don't have that, you don't know that the, 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 the joy that comes from from seeing a project become better every day uh, because every day there's progress and. Um, so construction's got a little bit of a bad rap, um, and then and then there are there is it is an industry with um, you know structural racism that that prevents those um, uh, these these um, uh, broader communities from coming in. Uh, it prevents um, uh, women from from feeling a, a sense of belonging. And so yes. part of what we were trying to do is how do you see yourself here if you can't see yourself here. And so with our, our, you know, work with Construct Reach, it's, it's how do you make this virtual community come alive so that you can um, begin to see um, other people like you because you're not alone um, and, and uh, see these as viable careers, not as not just a job, careers that have successfully, people have successfully raised um, families and uh uh, you know, bought houses and and uh, changed lifestyles and, and built wealth. And how do you how do you remove those barriers so that um, more people can see the importance of this uh, industry and the, really what a, what an exciting industry it actually is? Yeah, yeah, no, that is well said. And I mean, there's so much in there, but I mean, that's why you know we work so hard with with this initiative and within the company of Construct Reach 
and through our work with you guys is because we can't just isolate having a, a career or a job within this industry as just that, right? Because it's such a well-paying uh, career, if you will, and you spoke to that and you were very intentional, and I'm, I'm glad that you did that, of putting the emphasis on what, when you get an opportunity within this industry, it is a career, you know, and these are high paying jobs that not only changes the, the life of that particular person who has the job, but now that begins to be a ripple effect because, you know, you begin to, to affect change within your family. And if we can replicate those opportunities, now you begin to change communities, right? And so that's where you really see the significance of this work. That's where you begin to see how it dovetails into a lot of economic uh, progress that, that really has been ailing us for, for so long. And so to be a champion for this, to really lead with intentionality uh, for you in your role, you know, to, to be, you know, a, a change agent, right? Um, not just saying what, what is good in the moment, but actually putting in that work to say, okay, well, how do we begin to really drive change? And how do we begin to really, you know, put forth practical um, activities and initiatives in place that have results to them? Right. And so that is definitely something that I, I want to make sure that, you know, you know, that I am truly appreciative of just being able to see the, the commitment and the work that has been taking place uh, thus far. And, and you hit on something else that is really important, too. Um, this is not an industry that you fail into. And being able to bridge that gap between industry and education, because on the education side, you're beginning to see those changes with the, the introduction and the more widespread programming of CTE programs, different career pathways, uh, because a lot of times, right, for so long on the education side, and it's not to, it's not to, to, to put a four-year degree in a negative light, but when you are in K through 12, and the next successful step is pretty much only going to a, to a four-year degree or to a four-year college to get a degree, then every other decision that a young person makes uh, as they are becoming budding <laughs> adults is almost as if they failed into it. And a lot of times that's where construction has been presented. Mm -hmm. And so you have educators who are beginning to look at this differently now and saying, you know what, we can celebrate a certification just like we do a degree and how do we begin to showcase that these opportunities that are within this construction industry are viable opportunities that they should be proud of so how do we begin to make sure that they understand the opportunities that exist the bright future that they can have within this industry um, to allow them to have accessibility into the industry and visibility so that we can really create that change and the amount of thought the the amount of time and dedication that has gone into this thus far and the commitment right into the future is definitely something that I think um you know I want to make sure we we make mention of that because you're you're doing an excellent job right and, and the company is doing a good job in doing that so yes well I want to acknowledge you you Paul we you know and and you know we've we've had conversations on on multiple occasions and I have the, the privilege to 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 um you know consider you friend and mentor on this, but but one there was I I recall a kind of conversation we were having around um uh I don't even remember the specifics, but but the the result was the the 
your comment to me is how much are you willing to, it's, it's great that you're concerned and you care, but how much are you personally willing to risk um, in order to, 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 to drive change? And, you know, and, and I think that that was a, a fantastic statement of, of like, okay, you you need to have actions that, that back up your words because your words um, there's, there's enough words, time for words have, have really passed is what are the actions you're going to do, uh, educate yourself and turn your action, you know, your, your, your knowledge into actions. And, and, uh, you know, I, 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 uh, I wish everyone had, had a, a someone they, they, um, work closely with that could, could spur them on in a way like that, that you have spurred me on to, to continue to be better and, and, and take action. Mm, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely, man. I mean, you know, when you think about, kind of where we are within this industry and just the climate of, of everything. Uh, when you think about, you know, equity or what have you, you know, it's, it's, it's hard work to do. Right. Um, and you have to really be committed to, to be part of change because I always say there's two things. It's easy to talk about change, but then, you know, change is difficult, right? Change is difficult for a variety of reasons. We can talk about change all day until it's time to change, right? And that's where things get a little bit more complex. Uh, things get a little bit more dicey, right? Or people begin to go back on what they said. And, you know, for for you, because I, you know, I didn't even know that it that it stuck that much, right? Um, you know, but that's something that is that is true because anything worth having is worth fighting for. And it is a struggle. And so many people before us and alongside of us have been in this struggle and in this fight for so long. Um, and so, you know, of course, one person can't change everything, but we can do our part. Right. And so and if we really want to see change, that does come with a certain level of risk. And we have to acknowledge that we have to be aware of that, because then it lets us know before we even start how far we'll go right? When there's adversity. And when you know that beforehand to say, you know what, this is what I'm willing to put on the line because it's worth it. Now, you know how far you can go, you know? And um, before we got into this, you know, I just wanted to make sure that you were aware of that. Um, and anybody that's beginning to, to do this type of work and want to, to actually see change, um, it does. It takes that level of of awareness um, to to know that there's some risk involved, and so yeah, no, thanks for sharing that. I had a, had a, a chance um, recently uh, to listen to uh, Heather Heather McGee, who who's an author and attorney, and uh, recently published book, um, The Sum of Us, Sum S U M, um, really what what racism costs everyone, um, and how we can prosper together, and, and really it's not this. It's back to the premise. This is not a zero sum game. It's yeah. not someone else benefits at the expense of someone else. And I think that's what, yeah. um, you know, your your comments before it, it and, and, and then her her comments on the book really helped, um, you know, formulate and be able to express this is, is it is about economic opportunity for everyone. And this is not like someone else doesn't get a job because someone gets one. It is there is enough work and enough opportunity and enough wasted um, economic growth that um, can can fuel um, kind of all of us. And so uh, I think that's, you know, the, the uh, my good friend, Tom Harmon, I'll quote him, you know, you, you do <laughs> the smart thing, not because the right thing, because there's huge business opportunities to do this, or it's, it's the smart thing. And oh, by the way, and it is the right thing. And, 
and the uh, you know all the, the the economic data that that tells you that um, we need to put energy towards this because it's a smart thing for us to do. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, well said. Um, oh my gosh. So you know, as we look at you know where we are today, and when you think about kind of how how COVID has just really reoriented uh, society on so many different levels and it's impacted us um, in a variety of different ways when you think about kind of having an impact in in the communities and and one of the things that has when you think about the digital age that we are in um you know and when you think about the the impact of COVID, i always say you know one of the one of the one of the biggest things that has been impacted with COVID is that human interaction, right? Um, and the sense of community. And you know, when when you think about Target and being very community oriented, um, and understanding that you know what, there's just some things that you just can't replace, right? That that interaction mm-hmm. and because um, we're all, we're built for community. Everybody has something. Nobody has everything, which keeps us in constant need of one another, right? And so. When you think about that, like what's next for for you to maintain that sense of community, for you to continue to build in a way that allows for it to not just be a singular event, but to galvanize communities for somebody to have a sense of empowerment and purpose. Um, Talk to me a little bit about what's next. If anything has changed, right, because of kind of the climate of things. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, COVID um, has and I think continues to create a, a, a lot of uncertainty. Um, and, and you know, I think what we've tried to do through the pandemic is, is you know, provide that clarity, you know, without that certainty, you know, and that means you're, you're, you're sharing your needs and your intentions with people in a way that, that is um, much more open than it's been in, in the past. Um, you know, and it also means you have to spend more time listening, um, you know, listening to your team, um, you know, and then and then once you do that listening, it's a, it's adjusting plans that you think you already knew, um, and and uh, and and those expectations around that, so that it's just um, uh, uh, allowed. Uh, it's required you to do that. And you know, I think you know we we're we're here on on Zoom, and there's other um, you know media platforms. But in the past, it would have been you know a phone call or a personal meeting. And you know the you know the the fact that we can see each other. Um, you know, and teleconferencing was all, I mean, all those were there, but, but yeah. Zoom probably accelerated us and, and the pandemic celebrated our connection this way, um, you know, 20 years into the future, right? Um, and, and so what I found is it's, it's, it's easier for me to connect with people um, that in, in a way than, than they maybe would have had to fly to see me or come up to see me. And, and so I've made deliberate, um, had to take time to say, I know this is a gap that we can't get together. So I need to to be able to reach out to people um, and and make the connections and spend the time on on, uh, you know, one on one. And I found it's actually I've been able to connect with more people uh, (laughs) than I I would have um, had I been in the office. I also found that those chance interactions um, uh, don't happen. Right. So I've also had to be deliberate of, you know, I'll see someone on a webinar or something and I'll I'll write down their name. I'll reach out to them in LinkedIn and I'll. Uh, I, I won't. I won't hunt them down, but I will. Yeah. I, I will. I will try to make a connection with them. Say, hey, I, I was really, you know, what you said there um, made. I was interested. I was curious about what you had to say. Can we, 
meet and, and, you know, pre pandemic, um, I probably wouldn't have put the energy into that. And that person probably wouldn't have reached back to me, but now it's like, it's a low barrier to entry. You know, you click on your, click on your, your calendar and boom, there you are um, face to face with somebody. And, and that's been uh, something that has been a, to me, a, a, a plus out of, out of that, but, but you have to be deliberate about it. You have to want to do that and you have to invest the time to do that. Um, you know, and I think, you know, you have to be deliberate about seeking those broader group of stakeholders and, and, or, or you will just get very narrow in your focus. Um, and you have to realize um, that, you know, the, the introvert extrovert um, some people um, need more time to express and so leaving pauses on a screen uh and 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 quiet time to have have people speak are, are things that i've had to adjust personally too to make sure i'm i'm not doing all the talking and doing more time listening well i mean just like always we get a chance to talk about so many things um and important things right not just hey how's the weather but to to really get beneath the surface and talk about life um you know how it's impacting us how we're doing you know, in the climate of things. And so this was just another conversation, you know, to um, just to kind of add to the many that we've had, you know, it's been super, super beneficial and helpful, um, you know, and just a positive in my life uh, for the relationship that, that we've had, the work that we get a chance to do together that comes through genuine relationship, right? Um, I think a lot of times, you know, we call ourselves community and, Community is different. We're, we're close from a proximity standpoint, but a lot of times we're still devoid of relationships. And that's why we can't get things done. And what I do appreciate is that um, we're, we were not just, you know, close from a proximity standpoint, because I did spend some time in Minneapolis, right, working on your team. But now just being here, we're states and miles away. But, you know, through video conferencing and through Zoom, we still get a chance, right, to to really expound on and and be um, you know in community because the relationship is there and then getting the chance to to affect change in a in a very positive way and so just want to say thanks for for joining uh, the I Reach podcast today. Uh, hope that you've had a good time uh, on the show. Of course, I got to bring you back, uh, but yeah, just been a super blast. Just getting the chance to talk, chop it up as we always do. Uh, so thank you, Steve. Well, thank you. Thank you, um, Paul. And, and, you know, I just want to close it, you know, like I am really optimistic about the future, um, you know, uh, and, and it's, you know, particularly when I would, would attend one of the I Built This events uh, that, that you guys have, have uh, created and, and, and put on. Um, I see the energy of youth. Um, I see the care that all the people in this construction industry have for their communities around them. Um, you know, I've spent, you know, almost my entire life surrounded around the, the beauty of, of kind of building, um, building things and, and creating these senses of places. Um, and, uh, you know, I always enjoy solving problems with people um, and uh, bringing people together in order to do that. And I think there's so much more to do in this yeah. industry. There's, um, you know, with to accomplish with innovation, with technology, um, prefabrication. I mean, the construction industry yeah. needs the broad set of minds that are out there. And we cannot exclude any group from that. And we need to include it because, um, you know, to see to see what, you know, your work physically change the environment around you. Um, I don't know of another career that lets that happen. And, and um, you know, I, I would encourage anyone that has any questions, uh, uh, you know, reach out. 
um, you know, get get in, engaged with with Constructor Each. It's a great social platform for you to meet um, uh, other like-minded people to learn more about this industry. Because I am energized for the future, and the the built environment is is really um, uh, not going away, and uh, is is a great great career for um, for anyone to to be part of. So, thank you, Paul, for your leadership, and uh, look forward to continued years of of kind of creating the future. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. All right. Well, that is a wrap for us today. Once again, I want to say thank you to Steve McCready's for joining us on the iReach podcast. Continue to follow us, like us, subscribe to this podcast, follow us on all social media platforms at Construct Reach. That is one word and engage with us. Let us know your thoughts about this episode. Let us know some topics that you want to hear about or what we touched on that you want to hear more of. All right. Thank you guys. Take care. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning into our show. Remember, like, share, subscribe to the podcast and join the movement as we reach to build a better future that we can all be proud of.